What are you doing, Ben? Nothing. Yeah, you're doing nothing. He's waiting for his meal from... Uh... No! Oh, just leave it. Don't close it. Cat's back for food. Cat's back. No, wait. The cat it's is. Cat's back, back fever. Cat's back fever. Alvin is here. He wants to get some food. Alvin is here. I don't know about you. Yeah. Never, never one of my favorites. I was, you know, not much of a Ted Nugent guy. I guess, I guess Ted Nugent doesn't actually sing it either. Somebody oh, else. No? Is, I didn't know that. I I believe he just plays a guitar. Let's see who sings. Who? Whom? Who? Whom? Whom? Who? Whom? Who? I'll just say who. Is who. the singer? Originally. Hang. Cat Fever. It was released. Okay. Now, I don't. I thought he didn't. Did Derek St. Holmes sing Cat Scratch Fever? It was released. Vocalists who had left the band during a recording of the album had come back for touring in 1970s again. Lead singer. I don't know. Maybe Derek St. Holmes. Who played guitar on Cat Scratch Eagle? Well, that was Ted Nugent. But I thought somebody else actually sang it originally. It's saying who sang the original Cat Scratch Fever was Ted Nugent. But you know what? Google can f- lie. Google is a liar. What? Oh, covered. Oh, those are covers. It's covered by Motorhead. Motorhead. <laughs> What's your price for this? Just go all over the place. Tonight. Is that, wait a minute, who did that? Oh, that was the other one. That was the other band that Ted Nugent was in, right? Was it? Yeah, that was that damn Yankees. No. Yeah. What? Oh, so now, now what, what song is that? I can't think of it now. What's your price? Tonight. I don't even know the name of the song. It's not motoring. No. I have the, uh, I have that song. I have to look. Let me look up Damn Yankees. Damn Yankees. I, I think I have it on like a it's, like a metal, you know, collection thing. It's not metal. It's kind of metalish. Let's see. So that would be in the seventies or the eighties. No, that was the eighties. I mean, because Damn Yankees has got "Can You Take Me Higher," which is I always sing it as "Can You Change My Tire." This is, God, this is no. fascinating. It's a good thing we're not actually doing an episode yet. Uh, uh, I, pl- I plan to find this before I'm done here. Wait, 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 wait. I'm, wait. I'm waiting, I'm waiting, I'm waiting. No, it's the, 
I don't know the name of the band, but the name of the song, isn't it Sister Christian? Sister Christian. Yes, it is. Okay, now, who sang Sister Christian? That, that'll that be the next thing. Oh, wait, don't tell me if you... Well, I'm typing it in right now. Sister Christian. Was that something with uh, the guy that used to be in Foreigner? Lou Graham? Or no, Lou Graham did his own social... So, so Night Ranger! Okay. But that's where that motoring comes from. Motoring, right? Isn't that in Sister Christian? Can you hear it? No, I can't hear anything. Yeah, you're motoring. Okay, I just read the lyrics. You're motoring. left and he left the door open again the door is always open alvin you're always welcome back oh and the cat left the door open with the silver little boy blue and the man in the moon sucks when you get older and you realize you're now on the other end of that song well that that is that is not dissimilar from when uh i, I don't remember which one it was i think it was when i saw uh Amazing Spider-Man movie, and uh, you realized you were Uncle Ben. Yeah, one of one of my friends said, "This is you know we watch these movies and you all relate to Peter, but the reality is we're Uncle Ben now." And I was like, "You suck." <laughs> I'm Uncle Ben and I'm Captain Stacy. <laughs> I'm gonna die. It's you know I'm 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 closer to the traditional showing of Aunt May. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I think uh, Marissa Tomei only, I never met her, but she only grew up a couple of blocks from where I grew up. Uh, and I think she's two years younger than me. Mm. Never well, met her. Well, you both look good for your age. <laughs> so I am definitely, there's no question, even the youngest Aunt May, I am older than. Mm. Yep. Anyway, so what are we here to do today? I don't know. I was just going to say one more thing. I try to take it active. Like, I try to. I tried. Like, with the cat in the cradle song. I often think of that. And, you know, I always try to take an active part in what Ben does and try to not be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll look at it when I get home or, or blah, 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 blah. But sometimes I'm, you know, the grumpy old man. It's got to work and everything. So I try to curb that. I think I've done yeah. pretty good with that over the years. Yeah. It's, it's depressing. It, it, right. it is, no question. But, you know what's not depressing? Bunny the books. Avengers. The Avengers are not depressing, except when the stories suck, and then they are depressing. 
Yeah, I can tell you what the current stories are about. Don't know. Nor could I, nor do I care. I, I, I find that I just have no care for what's coming out now. If somebody tells me something's really good and it's somebody whose opinion I trust, I'd probably try and check it out. But that's as far as it goes. Uh, the more I see with people with like, you know, oh, this current Marvel artist says this and this current Marvel author says that and this DC author, you know, social media is doing you people in. And well, I mean, the people on social media that follow you aren't buying your f- because they're they're of the generation. Oh, I'll just down, I'll just I'll, I'll pirate it. I'll get it. I'm like, what? You want me to pay that much money? No, but you need to keep putting out these books that I want to see. But nobody's buying them. And I, I really think I, I'm telling you, man, just a few more years, I swear Marvel DC is just going to sell out, sell the comics to just like another company. Just here, just just make the comics. We don't want to be, you know, it's just going to get sold off. You know, it's it's going to get licensed out. I, I don't know. I just don't I, I can't. They're getting their ass kicked by manga manga. Yeah, but, you know, I mean, uh, if I think right now that they're, they're considering it almost an acceptable loss to get storylines for movies. <laughs> they don't need to get storylines for movies. They've got 40, 50, 70 f- years of storylines. Sorry. I know, but, but <laughs> yes, you, you, you see, you see how they do it, though. They make a couple of movies. The second Captain America movie already had Winter Soldier. That encompasses what seventy or eighty years of Captain America comics. Oh, that one's okay because they jumped. You know, he was. I mean, unless they go back and tell other stories of Cap. You know, well, I mean, where else are you going to go with Cap? But you know, there's there's plenty of stories that came out. They don't want to wait to get to certain things. So they're not worried about doing it in the order that we know it. This is correct. But yeah, there's still other things. I mean, I don't think they needed to jump to Falcon being Captain America. And that's well, not a race thing. It's just, it's like. Falcon I think that's, I think that's less of a rush to get to that story so much as Chris Evans didn't want to come back and, you know, where are you going to go with it? Although now I've heard rumors that they're talking to Chris Evans about possibly coming back. So who knows what's going to happen? Amazing what happens when that money truck backs up. To, well, yeah, because they're not lighting the world on fire with the stories they're telling now. Well, the Spider-Man movie did really, really well. Yeah, but that's that's on Sony. Marvel's only getting a quarter of that revenue. But it's still Marvel's creativity on it. So, And it's still you know part of Phase 4 as far as the storyline goes. So they got I, I think I think what they did with that movie is going to increase their box office. Whatever the box office they get, I think it'll be better than it would have been on Doctor Strange. Uh, I would give you that, but it depends on how. Okay, just like the Force Awakens made all that money, right? Because it was nostalgia bait. This was nostalgia bait for. Toby no, I, I think this was a, I think this was a better story than that. Oh, no, I, I think it was a better story, but a lot of it was nostalgia bait. Oh, we're bringing back the, the, the Spider-Man yes. you want to see. So what happened? There was, there was a little, lot of fan service in there. I agree. But but I think it was well put together. I think it was fan service the way it should be, where where they, you know, it was it was wrapped into a, a story that made sense. And, and, and you know, with, with some meaningful moments. It wasn't just a, uh, 
what's what's his name? Uh, who's the director with all the explosions? Uh, Michael. <laughs> yeah, it's, it wasn't just a Michael Bay thing. Mm. I call shenanigans because where are they going to go from there? Are are we going to like? I haven't watched the movie, so I don't know how it ended up. Where these Spider Men went? Did they go back to their dimensions? Did one of them die? Where what happened to the villains? You're not going to get it from me here. You want to yeah, you want to hear I, it? You want to hear it? You can listen. It'll be in uh, Is It Yours episode. As we record this, it'll be coming out in I don't know. I think three weeks, two weeks, whatever. I and heard then, some, uh, some of the, the but, but as, as you listen to this, it's probably already out. Oh wait, are we talking on in, in the show? Oh, I thought this was. Still oh, we're already in. we're already in. We're going. Uh, okay. <laughs> I take back everything I just said. <laughs> <laughs> so, what are we looking at today, Doctor Bill? The long, long march into the unknown. Oh wait, we're talking about comic books, not life. Uh, <laughs> I go first into the great unknown, Indy. This this is yet another occasion where Dr. Bill and I get to talk about a particular book a second time because <laughs> the recording just didn't work out the first time. Because we're too old men and we're too stupid to remember things. How are we recording? Yeah. No, I, no, we pressed record. We had a, a recording. I think it – I don't know what happened to it. I don't know. But we didn't have a backup. We did not have a backup. So – but now we got a backup. Yeah, this or, will be our backup. Now, we, now, backup. now we've learned after having a couple of recordings screwed up on us, we have a, we have learned to make sure we have a backup going. So today we are looking at Avengers 104, which is pretty much the conclusion to the story we started. Uh, what did we look at? Two separate issues on this. We looked at 102 um, and 103, I think. Yeah. yeah 102 was the one with with the Grim Reaper, and then 103 was with the Sentinels. Yes. Yeah, it was like a contained story, a little mini arc. And we left off with Wanda being stolen by the Sentinels, but we'll get to that because there is a flashback sequence in this book. Do you have the uh, quick synopsis on this? Yeah, I got the quick synopsis. Why don't you give and us the, the quick, quick synopsis? The quick synopsis of Avengers 104. Credits uh, Roy Thomas, writer-editor, Rich Buckler Pencils, Joe Sinnott Inks, John Costanza Letters. Uh, the cover, I think we determined, was also, yes, Rich Buckler and Mr. Sinnott. The synopsis is like this. The Avengers storm the Sentinels' base's main entrance while Quicksilver, Quicksilver and Larry Trask sneak into a secondary access tunnel. The robot's leader, Sentinel number two, tells the captive Scarlet Witch how he plans to use her power, use her to power. You know, I think I made that same mistake in the anyway. How he plans to use her to power a device that will trigger a solar flare to sterilize humankind. Injured in battle with a sentinel, Quicksilver extorts Trask to stop the robots. Elsewhere in the base, the sentinels gain the upper hand against Captain America, Hawkeye, Iron Man, and Thor. But the vision frees the Scarlet Witch, and together. They launch a counterattack. Trask arrives and exposes Sentinel-2 as a mutant. <gasps> Following their mutant-killing program, the Sentinels destroy their leader and collapse, collapse onto Trask, whose vision of Doomsday proves to have been a prediction of his own death. 
The Avengers depart, unaware that Quicksilver lies injured elsewhere in the base. Dan, dan, dan. And that's the secret ending that we'll get to later. Yeah. Now I can close this book. <sighs> All right, so we'll see you next time. <laughs> Just about <laughs> like. No, uh, so the cover. The cover has the one, you know, thing, one of the things I don't like. It's the, uh, you know, it's got the border. Uh, it's your favorite so, box. It's boxy, but it's good. So it's got a square box in the middle, and it doesn't extend the, over the whole cover. But it's got Scarlet Witch in uniform, which is deceptive because that doesn't happen in the book. But we'll talk oh. about that later. But she's got uh, Thor, Captain America, Iron Man, and Hawkeye on the ground behind her. Two sentinel hands reaching for her from the, excuse me, from the foreground. And she's using her hex power and says, no, stay back. You won't destroy the Avengers unless you kill the Scarlet Witch first. And uh, Hawkeye says, lady, I think you just said the magic words. Uh, Hawkeye doesn't sound like that. That's not Jeremy Renner at all. <laughs> uh, it's, I mean, the, the, the dialogue aside, I think it's a pretty cool cover. It's showing Scarlet Witch being badass with, you know, the theoretically more powerful Avengers behind her. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and it's, oh, the bottom says, this is the way the world ends. Uh, pretty, pretty, pretty catchy cover. I think I would have been all over this if I had, I had not yet started collecting at this point, but I would have been all over it had I done so. And we, uh, we have a little Kirby crackle in her, uh, yeah, in, in her, her hands. Her little magic doohickey thingies. One thing I think I forgot to point out last time we did this, this cover, uh, I sometimes on again, off again, play a game on Steam called Marvel Puzzle Quest, which is nothing but a time suck and designed to frustrate you to spend money. It's like the I think you can play it on your phone as well, but I play it on my computer. It's, you know, matching things up and down, little colors and defeating enemies and fighting, blah, blah, blah. But uh, this is one of the – so you can get characters, and this is the – but they're also comic book covers when you get the character. And this is the comic book cover they used to represent uh, – the first time they represented the Scarlet Witch is this cover. Mm -hmm. So even though it's not her first appearance, but I think it's a good demonstration or a good uh, – uh, introduction if to the character if you had never seen the character i'm just noticing for the first time it's kind of interesting uh i was always under the impression unless i'm mistaken that the uh the brazier part of her outfit did not have any straps that went around over the shoulders and yet as drawn here she does i think that depends on the artist I mean, you're saying that it was, you know, it just had no straps? Yeah. I don't know. I think it did. Uh, I'd have to go back to some other. Because wouldn't that be, you know. Well, it I certainly wouldn't be functional for, 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 for a superhero fight. But I think that's how it was drawn. And I'm going to do a quick Google search for images. Well, see, I'm seeing some, like, on the cover of my, uh, like, when they did Heroes Return. The first issue I'm looking on there with George Perez, I'm seeing he's got her drawn, but like her cape comes across and attaches to where it would be pointing on the bustier. So I don't know if those are straps. So let me look through if I can find some. God, these covers are so tiny. They're hard to read. 
I could probably just call up images of Scarlet Witch as well. Is that what you're already doing? Yeah. And most of the ones I'm seeing do not have straps. And uh, I would say that the outfit, yeah, as, really the outfit as drawn is probably defying the law of, laws of physics. So the straps would make sense. If you want to see some really good ones, let me see if they're still there. Do not send me to any porn. No, no, no. I typed in images of Scarlet Witch cosplay. There's a couple really... I don't want to see... What's her name? From WandaVision? I don't want to see that Scarlet Witch. I want to see oh, people. But I, I do see an old an old image, and it looks to be... looks to be a Kirby, I think. And she has straps there. Well, you know, Elizabeth Olsen in the... Um, in WandaVision, and her costume had straps. Yes. Hmm. There are variations on it, but the most common one, I think the classic uh, outfit did not have straps. But once again, I do think that defies the laws of physics. You cannot change the laws of physics. I think, well, it doesn't defy them so much as uh, I think it defies the laws of, uh, of, of movie, movie rating. And it would have, would have required a higher uh, higher age rating because uh, I don't think they would have stayed up if it was if you were going into battle with it that way. But uh, I, I think we've spent enough time discussing. What? Our, oh, uh, I'm sorry, I was boosting. falling down a rabbit hole. So the uh, the story opens. The title of the episode, of the issue is with a bang and a whimper. It opens at a uh, in the Australian outback in an airport where. Uh, Quicksilver is running with Larry Trask hanging on to him. Uh, Sounds like my wedding night. <laughs> Did you go to Australia? And I'm not talking about the Australian outback. <laughs> and it is a ghostly image of a sentinel's head uh, for, for effect over, overlooking as he's running. And uh, Larry Trask is apparently having trouble breathing because he's running so fast. Now, if uh, I remember correctly, didn't they get here by quote-unquote means like yeah there's some sort of a warp or something yeah and we were we were commenting last time how is larry trask breathing but he's saying right here he says you got to slow down i can't and i assume it's i assume it's can't catch my breath or whatever he's gonna say yeah but he's got his face buried in his back he should be able to breathe back there yeah well whatever i think it makes sense that you'd have a little difficulty if you're traveling really fast yeah, like in, when when you're in a windstorm and like in, in the winter and you're outside and like a big gust of wind goes by and you're like <gasps> suddenly <laughs> no air at all. You're just going. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So Quicksilver starts thinking back to when Scarlet Witch was abducted by the uh, Sentinels who also fled in a space warp. Bleep. And they've found their way over to the. Uh, to the mountain where uh, the Sentinels are uh, keeping her, and the Avengers are there doing battle. Well, the, there was also the little flashback about uh, what's his name at uh, Star Core One. Corbo. Corbo, guy that's he's up on a space. Uh, he's wearing a suit and tie, talking to the microphone, talk talking about solar flares. We're all yeah, gonna you know die. What? If, I'm, if I'm in space, I'm not wearing a suit and tie. I'm just not. <laughs> you are if you're a professional. Well, there you go. So Captain America, Thor, Iron Man, and Hawkeye are battling the uh, Sentinels, or Sentinel. Mm -hmm. Number two has commanded me to safeguard the mound. 
Resolution, you shall not pass. Thanks, Gandalf. And, uh, yeah, and it is like a big ant mound, kind of, which we'll see later. Oh, and I, I forgot yeah. to mention the Vision is there as well uh, in the battle. And he's kind of the one who takes out the Sentinels. Mayhap thine android Ardon. What? Ardon. Yeah. What's Ardor? Ardor? Ardor may be better cooled by the taste. I do not know what that word means. I Wait, feel so I'm, 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 I'm looking for what you're talking That's about. That's on page five. It's the, the one with Thor oh. talking. Yet mayhap thine android Ardor may be better cooled by the taste of mystic... So he's he's saying Android villain, <laughs> Android foe. Well, go go. Uh, go you start. The, he it. starts the phrase of the the previous pages. Says, and verily, that were scarcely phased by the thunderstorm I did create mere moments agone. Then he says, yeah, yet mayhap thine android ardor may be better cooled by a taste of the mystic Mjolnir itself. So he's saying, I made it cold. That didn't slow you down. Maybe I'll slow you down by hitting you with a big hammer. Yeah, I get that. What does the word ardor mean? I think it means energy or enthusiasm. Oh, well, look at you. Enthusiasm or passion. They felt the strings of revolutionary ardor. Hmm. Who I says? Of, I think of Robert De Niro saying enthusiasms. Definition. An often restless or transitory warmth of feeling. Extreme vigor or energy. Intensity. Zeal. Loyalty. Okay. See, and this it. is where... This is where I feel like comic books were great for us as kids because yeah. words like that, you'd read them and you'd figure them out based on context, not a, no, no other way. And then it would expand your vocabulary and you'd know words that people around you didn't. And then they'd make fun of you for being a brainiac and knowing all these words and they'd beat you up. And, uh, oh, it's I'm okay. Back. It's back. all right, man. It's all right. It was long ago. Far, far away. Oh, wait, sorry. So the vision basically takes them out, goes in, goes into the computer brain and makes adjustments. <laughs> so he takes them both out after he had pretended to be felled. Was merely a pretense and nothing more. Having re-redisposed of the Sentinels, our so, heroes press on. And they go into the mountain, volcano, whatever it is you want to call it, which I think I mentioned before it reminds me of... Uh, you only live twice when Blofeld had his headquarters <laughs> in the in the volcano. Yeah. Yep. And then all the. Uh, that wasn't the Yakuza. It was the Japanese like uh, special forces kind of or spy agency comes repelling down into the uh, crater. Mm hmm. Yeah. It's pretty cool stuff. And Donald Pleasance as, as Blofeld was cool. So we, we have a, a pretty cool uh, cutaway of of the mountain where it shows the different levels and what's going on. Uh, Scarlet Witch is in the one, two, the fourth level down from the top. Mm -hmm. So there's a little it says Scarlet Witch pointing with a little <laughs> arrow pointing to her. And then there's so, a, it says number two cent. Number dot, two. And then a little arrow pointing to him. The solar flare device, the standby squadron, mutant life storage tanks. Captain America is not happy because it seems too easy. All too easy. 
and uh, to that vision says, uh, he, it's what he says, while, while I deduce by cool reason, you deduce from what you would call a hunch. Yet if my own processes are not faulty, we were both equally correct. Well done, Android. Even Thor or Iron Man might not have been might have been disintegrated by those death-dealing rays, but not you, not one who can make himself solid enough to trigger the ray trap, then yet ethereal enough to not be harmed by it. So they had and, a big bug zapper. Yeah. And his reward is a new, another sentinel. And, he's, and the sentinel's trying to give him a big old high five. <laughs> I got you. Then we cut from there down to the fourth level where the Scarlet Witch is uh, hanging with number two. And you can see he's kind of melted away. Oof. Somebody doesn't like our our rendition. Yeah, somebody's probably at the door. Speaking my language. I said, do you speak of my language? He just barked and gave me... A hamburger sandwich. Yeah. Vegemite sandwich. I know what it is. I was trying to associate something with a dog. Kibble and bits sandwich. Yeah. So he's talking. No, 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 I don't no, know why. I don't know why Sentinel number two feels the need to explain his evil plan to Scarlet because, Witch. I don't know. Something could be wrong with him. He looks a little out of sorts. Hmm. Hmm. He's partially melted. I'm melting. He says he she shall be the instrument of the the, the vessel of ultimate cleaning. We are Ooh. looking for the vessels. <laughs> yes. So that, now the outfit that she's wearing, which is not her fighting uniform, does have the yeah, straps at the top. In the park. Yeah. Does that? Oh. Huh. Does have the straps at the top, but in the but it's a dress. Whereas on the cover, she's wearing her superhero bathing suit looking thing uh, with yeah. straps. So it's not the same outfit, but mm. it's kind of a, maybe an amalgam. So they, they're planning on using her to create as an energy source to uh, facilitate the end of the world. I like how he's he has to shoot a ray from his finger, I guess, to turn on this, this uh, display screen. Let me show <laughs> you my plan. It's a three-step plan. Mutant, Transformer, Destroy Earth. <laughs> That's what it is. Mutant, Transformer, Solar Flare Energy di Disruptor. Quote, Everyone unquote. repeat after me. <laughs> it's like it's like the underwear gnomes in South Park. So I'm sure he, somebody will get that. He's trying to induce solar flares, uh, but they will control them precisely so that uh, humans... What is it? No more... There will be they no will just war, go and humans will not be destroyed. They will, of course, be forever sterile. In and due then time, of pick... course, all humans now alive will die, and no more shall be born of them. And in our own special laboratories, a new human race will be created genetically. There shall be no mutants among them, hence no mutant menace. Yes, the final solution to the mutant problem will take years, perhaps centuries. But after all, we have nothing but time. What if the, what if the Sentinel's glasses break? But there was time now. Time for my plan. Then an alarm yeah. goes off with a pizzazz, pizzazz. 
What is it, doing jazz hands? I was going to say, Spell the Witch should be doing jazz hands right there. Little things pop out. Pizzazz, pizzazz, little hands, pizzazz. So the, the alarm went off, and Scarlet Witch seems to know that it's the Avengers, but just doesn't know which ones. She's mm. wondering if Pietro is there. And meanwhile, mm. Pietro is there, only he's not with the other Avengers. And we cut back to him and Larry Trask. Larry Trask is oh, just like Larry a, Trask. He's just a mess. Oh, yeah. my head. Images of the future, just like the earlier ones, and I can't shut them off. I see... I see the Avengers being killed. And I see the Sentinels and I see the flare destroying the earth. And oh, then everything goes black. But maybe I should have realized that that flare destroying the earth was a really good CGI effect on a, in a room above me. Not really happening. <laughs> so they have to get through a door, which Trask says has to be at least three inches thick. Mere speed won't, but Quicksilver runs right into it. But he does manage to, to jar it open. Larry Trask, oh, that's right. He was in a swimming pool, right? Yeah. If I remember correctly, I was like, why is he wearing I forgot why he was wearing He's a hairy dude. It's a man after my own hair. <laughs> I still got some there on my chest as well. So they, they come out into the Sentinel's lair where they meet up with one. And Quicksilver says, I know you possess the electro-mental data of virtually all of Earth's mutants, so I shall help you in identifying me. I am Pietro, also known as Quicksilver, and I come seeking the girl Wanda. Now, now what, what are you, you going to do about, about it? Is he saying it like with an Italian accent? What are you going to do about it? <laughs> Merely I'm this. He no, slams his fist down, almost hits him. Oh, you missed me. Ah, the little the pussycat's going to scratch me. Oh, you missed me again. Ah, I'm over here. He, he basically <laughs> keeps outrunning the Sentinel, and the Sentinel is clumsily going after him. Uh, and then but in order to uh, to finally defeat the Sentinel, what he does is he runs towards a solid wall as fast as he can. And he doesn't even try and stop, so he Got you, bitch. damages himself severely, but the Sentinel also runs into the wall, doing basically fatal, if you can call fatal for a Sentinel, damage to itself. Okay, uh, well, not just that. Then he falls on top of Pietro <laughs> to add insult to injury. I'm going to run into a wall, and then a Sentinel's going to fall on me. Yeah, he's got oh. to have many broken bones, bruised innards. But, possibly but his, possible internal bleeding. But his uh, his faster metabolism will help him heal, right? Wouldn't you think that would make you hurt more? <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. Well, I would think it would hurt severely during the healing process. Oh, oof. Ugh. And uh, Larry, Tra he tells him, go, go, save the stop them. Don't look back. Baby, look back. No, wait, no, that's right. Don't look back. Feeling faint. What's that glow? Oh my God! Appearing in What's front of me. What's that feeling? What's that huge. glow? <laughs> something huge and horrible. What is that? But we More won't on know. that later. So Larry Trask runs away. 
Because there actually is a meanwhile. Meanwhile, not far ahead. Yeah, he's he's running. To... He's running away, looking to try and uh, help to stop his vision. And we cut to the uh, the Avengers now battling the uh, Sentinels. And uh, Iron Man says, "Lafayette, we are here." And yes, and we I had know we discussed that. Long drive with that last time. It, and I'm trying to remember. Was it World War One that that expression came from? Oh, Christ. Uh, yes, because but it originated from the Revolutionary War, and we were saying we were there returning the favor, I believe. Yeah, we got to look it up again. Oh, look at that. Still in my search. Lafayette, we are here. Didn't have to look it up as much. And what is the final outcome on that? Oh, World War One at the tomb of the Marquis de Lafayette during a speech honoring his heroic service. There you go. Da, 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 da. So now the the four the five Avengers start taking on the Sentinels, and Thor takes one's head off with with Mjolnir. That's kind of cool. Bong. No, that's a Thrak. Oh, that's a Thrak. Thrak! The power of man slaying Mjolnir shall lay the first one low. Has he slain slain any men with that? <laughs> oh, oh, hold on there, Thor. Maybe you want to say trolls? I mean, <laughs> come on, buddy. Iron Man takes one out by ram, ramming speed into its back. And <laughs> in good old number six. I've got enough momentum to sink my sink my fist right into good old number six here. Oh, I thought maybe he's saying because he's in his back. On his six, Bert. At this point, number two joins them. I am number two, supreme commander of these three sentinels who are sentient. You will remain here unmoving for five minutes, please. If you attempt to leave <laughs> during that time, my remaining servitors will be forced to detain you. You talk big for who's saying this? Captain America. You talk big for a guy who looks like his right side is made of soggy purple cheese. Is that the latest style in Sentinels, or are you a reject model trying to make good? Doesn't really sound like something Captain America would say. Sick burn. Sounds more like something Hawkeye would say. And I believe in the letters page as we go by, uh, I think there was a letter from Mike W. Barr. Yep, Yep, there it is. Mike W. Barr. Mike Barr comments on Avengers number 100. Mm-hmm. He even calls Roy the, Roy the rascally one. Anyway, back to our battle. Sentinel is once again excla- explaining his evil plan and then starts to let loose with his power on the Avengers, which is kind of what Larry Trask had envisioned. Shows them about... Uh... Shows them like he's like, hey, if you keep it up, I could just send a solar flare that could destroy the Earth, and now I'm going to zap you. So Larry but, Trask saw these events out of order. Mm-hmm. But the Scarlet Witch, who was freed by the Vision, is using her hex power to stop him from destroying the Avengers. Mm-hmm. And the Vision actually runs right through another one. Howie. Then we cut to Trask, who confronts number two and says, uh, says, the Avengers don't see, but you do, don't you, number two? 
you deactivated this device because you didn't want it to show what you knew it would show. Namely, you, the leader of the Sentinels, are yourselves a mutant. What do you mean, are yourself a mutant? Well, so wait a minute. So there's a device called the mutant detector. Don't Sentinels have built-in mutant detection already? I thought they did. So, I mean, uh, okay. <laughs> I don't know, because if this only worked in this base, how could they find... I mean, it's almost like it should be a mutant detection suppressor. I don't know. Strange it should be turned off when no mutant was supposed to be interned in this chamber. Uh, yeah, see, that's a little bit of a, I think, a continuity hiccup. But, yeah. hey. So, uh, he says, no, Immortal One, the mutant intruder somehow sensed the truth. Something happened within me when the Sentinels orbited the sun months ago. Because I passed closest to it, I evolved somehow, as the others did not, into something quite different than they. I realized the full potential placed within me long ago by Bolivar Trask. I became both truly a human and a mutant. What? This changes nothing. My plan goes forward as conceived. I don't understand how that would mutate him into part human. That makes no sense human. to me at all. Of all the sentinels in my travels, he's the most human. So, so the other sentinels just gather around him, and they all just destroy him. They obliterate him. It's such a way that they, and then once they destroy him, they all, they all topple over. They all fall down, and one lands on Larry Trask. Ah, oh. bringing an end, bring the demise that Larry Trask foresaw. He died the savior of the very human race which his father's creations had menaced. Mm. Then the Avengers leave the mountain and take off without ever looking for Quicksilver. <laughs> and the, and the, the, at the bottom, at the end, it says, Whoa, friend, we know that Pietro is still among the missing, though his fellow Avengers don't. Maybe we'll learn his fate next issue when the cry out once again goes out, Avengers Assemble. Now, I will tell you for a fact, you do not find out next issue. In fact, you don't find out till Fantastic Four 131. Uh, and at this time, does it tell us which issue of the Fantastic Four is out? Uh, uh, I have to go back and look. Fantastic Four 127. So it's four, wow, that's... four months away. Hmm. Uh, and wait, what, yeah. what that glow and the ugly creature that he saw was Lockjaw from the Inhumans, along with uh, Crystal, who take him back to the Hidden Land where they nurse him back to health, and he makes time with Human Torch's gal, <clears throat> eventually marrying her and eventually divorcing, <clears throat> divorcing her. And having a child. Luna, if I remember Who right. is absolutely normal. So, if I remember correctly, she's not a mutant. She's not an inhuman. She's a human. I'm I'm surprised to say this, but the I like I really like the artwork in here. I think I would have liked this a little better if somebody slightly more stylized than Joe Sinnott had inked it. Mm. And I love Joe Sinnott's work. I think he he does a great job. Uh, but for some reason. It looks like he 
subdued Buckler's pencils a little bit. Yeah. So I would have liked to have seen. I would have liked to have seen it just be a little bit more dynamic. But I think. I mean, I think it's sol- It's a very, very solid book. And I yeah, like the story. I've got, well, I don't think last time. I don't think we had any. There wasn't any like major uh, things that looked weird or. Well, if you remember last time or the last book that we covered, there were a lot of ink, uh, not ink and coloring issues. Yes, I don't didn't remember seeing that here, and I think we both thought that the whole running scene with the uh, um, Quicksilver and Trask was pretty, you know, dynamic, energetic, flowing, mm-hmm. something yes. like that. All all yeses. So yeah, I mean, I I. I just generally enjoyed this book. I enjoyed the storyline. I, I like, I really enjoy this whole era of the Avengers. Hmm. Yeah, I'm just looking at some of the other art, like on page 17, when it, when Quicksilver is talking to the, uh, like the, the, the page priors when he says, now what are you going to do about it? And the Sentinel says, merely this. And you could, you know, he brings his fist down, and they got the little speed lines to where you know you could see where he his fist came like way over the back of his head, Woo-hoo-hoo, and he still misses him. Well, what's so interesting is, is on the second panel on that page, page seventeen, the way the speed lines are drawn, I think there's there's slightly more speed lines on Quicksilver than there are on the Sentinel's mm. arm to show that he's moving faster than the arm. Yeah. Which I think is a pretty cool touch. Or is that, well, yeah. Yeah, okay. Because I was thinking, well, maybe it's because it's just showing his whole body in motion. But, then, yeah, they would, yeah, I agree. So, you know, I think the art is, is very solid, like I said. I just think, I don't know, I, I just think the, that it, it would have benefited from somebody with just a, uh, like I said, a little, just slightly more stylized which I'm not usually looking for, but there's just some here that I'm seeing like on page 22 in the upper left corner, Thor, upper right corner, Thor's face. Just, you know, feel like that's a little slightly sloppy. Mm. Which page again? 20... 22. Yeah. Yeah. But overall, mm. I would say I really enjoyed this. I think the cover is a, it's a B plus. The interior art is, I'd say it's also a B plus. I'd say, you know, what I'm looking for is just to kind of nudge it up to A, but it's really, really good. Uh, and the story, I, you know, even though there's a couple of things in the story that make you just say, huh? Uh, beyond that, I still really like the story. I like the resolution. It does almost feel like a rehash of uh, X-Men 57 when they, when they actually go off into space. Uh, yeah. But... But you know it's it's a it's a it's a decent sequel to that. So I would say the story. You know what? I'm going B pluses all around. I don't think there's anything that quite reaches the A level, but it, it to me it was really enjoyable and you know deserve it of uh, of a high grade. Uh, I honestly don't remember what I gave it last time, but I think it was probably the B plus, A minus range. So you know it's like right on the border. I'll say B, high, high, B++ overall. <laughs> so I 
don't think we're going to go on to issue 105 anytime soon, but I think we may go back. Uh, we were doing some of the Kooky Quartet. So I think next time we do an Avengers issue, we might go back there and do the next one in that run. Actually, maybe we'll be doing a higher number issue. Ooh, there's a tease. What I, could that be? After we stop recording, you'll tell me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, But for now, that'll be it for Avengers 104. And... Thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah, this this from the guy who's only been talking to us through text all week about what we're going to do, and now he's forgotten. But that's okay. I'll remind him after the show. Bye, everybody. Uh, no, that okay. See what you <laughs> what you what you what you're mistakenly thinking is these are going to be presented in the order that we record them. All right. Well, then maybe it won't, but maybe it will. We'll because, see. Because the one that you're talking about. Will be in the rearview mirror <laughs> when this one Look, comes out. I know that you know that I know that I don't know what I'm talking about. And there you go. Bye bye, everybody. Bye bye. Thank you so much for listening to our show, and we hope you'll continue to join us each and every week for more good old fashioned comic book back issue awesomeness. You can contact Back to the Bins to leave feedback, comments, questions, suggestions, and criticisms via email at bins at two truefreaks.com or by joining the Back to the Bins group on Facebook. Back to the Bins is a proud affiliate of the Two True Freaks Internet Radio Network, which you may find at www.twotruefreaks.com. Two True Freaks is a registered trademark of Demanzo Corps of Milan, Italy. All rights reserved. Please take a moment to stop by the twotruefreaks.com site and check out their many other fine podcasts, won't you? Thanks, and we'll see you next week. This is Pins!